and welcome to the Spirit Guiders. Jane Lightfoot and myself, Emily Baker, will take you through our understanding of not just all things mediumistic and psychic, but of the holistic and well-being lifestyle. During the series, we will be inviting guests along to guide us through what they offer, giving not only their experiences, but how they may be able to help gain well-being in life. Why not join us as we talk about things from aromatherapy, crystal healing, psychics, Reiki healing, and so much more. Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome back to the Spirit Guiders. I'm Emily. Um, I'm Jay. Hello. And this week we've got some wonderful guests with us. Yes, we've got uh, Robert and Alan and they do a therapy, shall we call it, called Chakra Ascension. And they're with us today to talk about chakras. So if the boys would like to introduce themselves. Hello, my name's Alan. Hello, I'm Robert. We've co-created something called Chakra Ascension, which is essentially an energy therapy. Ooh. And the key is in the name Chakra Ascension, so we work specifically with the chakra system. Okay, so the chakra system, where is that, where is that on the So board? the concept is there are a series of energy centres aligned along the spine, from the base of the spine to the crown, and each energy centre is aligned to a specific part of the human condition. So for those that don't know, the crown is the top of your head, just, um, but we'll get Robert to perhaps explain where all your chakras are. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so there are, as Alan said, there are seven major chakras in the body, and the base chakra or root chakra, people call it different things, yes. that is um, at the base of your spine, and that usually is to do with your day-to-day work, your flight or fight re- uh, responses, mm-hmm. about your security, about money and your family, etc. Then we have the sacral chakra, which is uh, where the sex organs are in the body. That's not just about sex. It's also about our enjoyment and our sense of pleasure in food. uh, And it's almost our pleasure centre, really. Then we go to the solar plexus, which is just by the the bottom of the... Yes, by the sacrum, by the bottom of the rib cage. And that controls our ego, really. And obviously, people have a sort of a negative connotation for the word ego because we usually when we hear ego we think about people who have inflated egos um actually if we didn't have an ego we would not be uh functioning in this third dimensional world and so when we work with the ascended masters they've told us and alan will tell you about the ascended masters they've told us that the um solar plexus is really the engine house of the whole third dimensional system Mm. then we come to the heart chakra and people often think about heart and be loving and um some people see the energy in the chakras but i always say to people who've never encountered them you often hear the term i heard a terrible story and my heart opened to them and there's almost like an actual feeling that your heart is opening you're feeling empathy Mm. we also uh, for people who've done reiki we call the heart center the gateway, because half of our loving aspect is to do with um, people around us, territory, and that's affected by our security, our ego, our sex pleasure, and that's to do with the lower chakras. Right. The other half can be a more um, 
loving energy, spiritual energy. And that's why when people treat with Reiki, generally the energy comes through the crown chakra and then it gets to the heart and then goes down into the arms and the palms. Then we have the throat chakra and that is our truth center where we speak our truth. Very often I say to people, if you've never experienced your throat chakra, if you were to stand up in front of a room full of people that you don't know, or even if you're going to speak to somebody that you know very well, mm. but you know what you're going to say to them, they're not going to like. Mm. The first thing you often do is cough or clear your yes. throat because it's clearing that throat chakra. Then a lot of people are very much aware of um, the third eye, which is our psychic area. Yes. But it's not just about being psychic. It's also about being intuitive, understanding and uh, the synchronicities in our life and um, making the right choices. And then finally, we have our crown chakra, which is at the top. It sort of really aligns. Each aligns with uh, a gland. This one aligns with the pineal gland. And that's our heart uh, our cosmic um, connection, connection. Yeah, yeah, connection, absolutely, thank you. And often in pictures you'll see of uh, paintings of enlightened beings, angels, um, you'll see a halo. And I think the halo is represents. really representing that energy. Yes. Yeah. When we did Kriya Yoga, which we did for a, a long time ago, uh, they actually called the... Um, crown yeah. chakra has been the fontanelle which is the soft spot in the baby's head yes. and they actually said the those i've never checked it yes but they did say to us that um the bones never truly knit together no. there's mm. always a space open mm. and they actually said that when people pass that's when they actually, the bones do knit together. Oh, so that sounds that's quite interesting. interesting. That you know, interesting. Although I've never scientifically checked it, I, I that resonates with yes. me because I yeah. can understand that. Yes, so totally. we, we really first came into contact with the concept of chakras when we used to do yoga. As Robert said, we, done, we did Kriya Yoga. And many of the postures are to stimulate and to open up various chakras in your body okay. and a lot of the breath work there's a lot of breathing where you breathe into specific chakras and now there's laughter yoga where you laugh and the vibration goes into each chakra to open them up to bring them into balance so the um the western concept of chakras has slightly changed or evolved from initial uh, chakras that were found in the upanishads or sanskrit um, holy scriptures or writings where there it was about energy centers, but not so specifically aligned to part of the human condition. Right, okay. And uh, the idea of chakras really came to the West at the end of the 19th century, where Western people were going out to the East and bringing back concepts like reincarnation, mm. chakra system, yoga, or all the things that we now take for granted. But at one time, it wasn't only the West. And it was then start, uh, explored by practitioners of yoga and, and those practices in the West and extra information started to come through. So there's a gentleman called Charles Leadbeater who was associated with the Theosophical Society, which we'll talk a little more in a moment. And he was the one who ascribed specific colors to the chakras. So the base chakra is traditionally seen in red. Mm -hmm. The sacral chakra is in orange. The solar plexus is yellow, 
The heart can be green or pink, according to different systems. The throat is blue. The third eye is indigo and the crown is violet. So he was the first one who brought those in. See, I, I remember that as Richard of York gave battle in yes, vain. Let's remember oh the rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah rainbow and, coming up. And then also the, the Theosophical Society then realised that they were also aligned with the adrenal system, which is the, uh, the system which um, uh, controls many of the uh, systems of the body. Mm. And also the nerve plexus is where information travels around. So there's a lot more information and a development of the idea of the uh, chakra system. And we ourselves, and I believe Jane also did this, she did some, uh, when she did her training, we also work with subpersonal and transpersonal chakras, yes. where there's an, uh, there's an earth star so, chakra which links us to the planet, which is so it's not just involved in our own sense of personal identity, we're, we're linked to the end of the planet. Then there are three more. There's the... Soul star. Oh, soul. yes. Causal. Causal chakra, which is to do with past lives. Yeah, the uh, soul, soul star, star, which is like start to work with higher energies and more spiritual energies. And the Stella Gateway. Yeah. We love Stella Gateway because we think she's a sounds 1930s like star. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it, doesn't it? I've seen all the Stella Gateway's films. <laughs> so, but they're like three higher ones where you start to go beyond yes. the sense of the individual and you start to link to higher spiritual and universal energies. And, and, uh, you, and Sorry, do you think you use that more when you're perhaps doing meditations? You go yes, to those really. higher absolutely. And, and in many people, or probably ourselves as well, they, that... that your sense of meeting so developed. Yes. So, but you can develop it by starting to do meditations, trying to focus on those those extra ones. Yes. And when um, we actually give treatment, sometimes we try to, if we pe feel people are ready uh, and they want to move on in their spiritual journey, we can use the energies to actually stimulate them. Yes. Now, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent. Right. Alan okay. hates it when All I right. go off on a tangent. But <laughs> okay. when we first started working with the Ascended Masters and the Chakra Ascension System, that was 1997, yeah. and we'd sit in meditation. Alan had brought through the symbols, and we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the key things I remember the Ascended Masters presented to me is this idea of Christmas decorations and you know um, if you're old enough you may remember that we didn't have tinsel we had crepe paper sort of uh, tissuey type yes. paper and they were like all connected and you'd stream them from the corner yeah, of the room chain. to the yeah, so chain. Chain. Exactly. Yes. and they kept yes. saying this to me and then um, years later in 2020 they were talking about the um, uh, incarnations they were telling me um, and they presented to me this idea that the causal chakra which is just above the crown mm -hmm. and they said the causal chakra and the earth star never changes it's permanently what we have mm -hmm. but if you imagine so you've got those two anchoring points then every incarnation that we have there's a mm -hmm. chain that goes through every heart have every one of the seven chakras for our each incarnation so you can imagine it coming all the way around so does that mean then if you've got that's seven there eight nine isn't it yes eight nine so therefore you have nine reincarnation nine well they actually is, said is to me it's 16 that we have 16 oh okay but if you imagine 16 and you imagine Coming from that sing those two single points, yeah. every 
um, so if there were 16 people yeah. standing in a circle and we've all got one top bit and one bottom bit, we our, our heart chakras would all be aligned. So there'd be a circle of all 16 heart chakras and all 16 throat chakras. Right. So it, I, I go off on that tangent because I think that Absalom, it's really great you used a word there and we've been very big on um explaining Term, terminology, terminology that's the word mm-hmm. and you use the word incarnation yes so if you could explain what that is to people okay so um people may be aware that in the east there's this idea of reincarnation so for us our belief and I'm I respect everyone who doesn't believe this, but our belief is that effectively we never leave the heart of the source, God, the creator. Our divine part is still there. What happens is that we incarnate into a third dimensional place mm-hmm. and we have opportunities to go through life here, many opportunities to go through life the master told me that we have 16 opportunities to learn things. We're almost like in a celestial play with different people. We may meet them again and we're different characters, but we're going through that. And the opportunity is not necessarily for what we learn. It's what God, the creator, in whatever way you think, learns from bringing people together and seeing what triumphs and uh, calamities people encounter and how they overcome them. So then every time we come here, born and go through our lives, however long or however short, we then go back to an interlife state where we can reprise now, I had what a, we've I done. I had a, a past life regression. Yes. And uh, so if you go to hypnotists, they can actually, some people have an experience where they they feel they're experiencing or seeing a past life. In my particular case, I actually went to an interlife state, whereas I felt I was surrounded by energy and creative forces of infinite potentiality. And what I was doing, there was no sense of guilt or crime or punishment, which some some belief systems ascribe to, but there was an analysis, an understanding, and it's like we're individual computers feeding back to, to a mainframe. So we're yes. all experiencing for God. So, uh, and what the Ascending Masters have told me that uh, as the, the universe is manifest, it unfolds, and there's infinite potential. We are part of that creation, so we are co-creators with God. So we're constantly making decisions and that, that affect the unfolding of the universe. So it's all like a pl- plastic. There's nothing set in stone. We're part of that creativity. And then ultimately, when we've been through many, many cycles, and that's one of the thoughts of Madame Blavatsky, which we'll talk about later, that there are cycles of life. Yes. And ultimately, we all go back to, to the source and the source becomes sort of dormant once more before it unfolds. And that's quite a, 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 like a Hindu concept of like these breaths. This out inward now yes. breath, there's an unfolding and a, a drawback. Yes. So, and life and the universe is infinite. There is no end or beginning, as much as we, we can understand it. So, there was two things I want to talk about. One, the ascension masters, which I'll ask you in ascended. a minute. Ascended. See, I've got that one wrong. Ascended masters. Yeah. And the other one I wanted to talk about, which I think you, you briefly touched on, but let me just check this. Often we get to see the chakras in a line, yeah, vertically, yeah, yeah. 
But am I right in thinking that they go horizontally? In fact, they go in every dimension. What they do, they love, they project forward and backwards. Okay, but they do, they go sideways, horizontally. Uh, they're like, almost if you imagine a cone. Okay. A cone of energy going outwards to the front. All right. So the crown one as doesn't up. have a forward and back. It just literally goes straight up into okay. the air. So if you imagine you've got a traffic cone and you turned it upside down and put it on your head, that's sort of the idea. Okay. And the same with your base one, that's going into the earth. Right. Then the front one goes out. Okay. So those those uh, five would go out, third eye go out. And then you also have them at the back as well and they'll go out to the back as well. Okay. So, and obviously you could, the more they go out, they could meet, right. as it were, yes. front and back could meet, because it's a, it's like an endless cone. Right. The idea is that you've got, if you imagine the traffic cone in front of your yes. head, in front of your throat, that's where you're sort of going with so that. So the front part is like the conscious, you're more aware of, but the back part projecting backwards is uh, things that are impacting on us, but we're not always actually aware. So while okay. working with the chakras, you're really finding out about yourself. Right, okay. So, well, so we'll, I'll now go back to how the system was developed and the link to the Ascended Masters. Okay. So we did our Reiki. Yeah. And we, uh, one, two, and three. And then for level three, we met a, a wonderful woman called Valerie Redding, who's our Reiki master. And she introduced us to the Ascended Masters and the concept. And they're, they're basically um, expanded consciousnesses who no longer need to be in physical form. Just as people who, who work in the... Uh, reading or as mediumship it's a we believe that we can exist without outside of a physical body yes. yep. however that might be difficult for the average person to imagine that i think the needs to get to that if you're in deep meditation you become just a single point of consciousness and you almost lose that sense of self or ego or having a body mm. but for most of us you can't imagine but they exist and they are working alongside mankind to help us move forward in our spiritual journey. And we usually say humankind these days. Humankind, not just mankind, but <laughs> <I'm> not sexist. <laughs> humankind. Uh, we then did Karuna Reiki, which I don't know whether many people have heard about that. There were, I mean, those Yusui's are like the base camp of Reiki, but there are loads of different ones. There's yes. uh, Atlantean Reiki, Angelic yeah, Reiki. Reiki. Sekim, Sekim, anyway, so many. And then we did, when I was doing my Karuna Masters, a symbol came into my into my heart chakra. And uh, I thought, that's a bit of a shock. <laughs> although I've, I've always read a lot. I was never, I was never particularly, uh, I didn't have any psychic abilities or mediumship. So it was a bit of a surprise. So I, I was, but I found if I used it and focused it, I could project energy. So I, was, I checked out with uh, Val, and she did say, "Yes, you can." So that was a surprise. Then I spoke. Yes, you could feel the energy. Yes, you could yes. feel the energy being projected from me. So then I spoke to um, a, a, another friend of mine who was a, a, a yoga teacher, and she suggested I just meditate. So over the next many months, I just went into like a meditative state, and more and more symbols came through. And then speaking with Robert. We just realized that each symbol was linked to a specific chakra. Mm -hmm. And then each of those symbols is then linked to an ascended master. So the, the source of the energy is different with chakra ascension. So with Reiki, it's a universal life force. 
So how do you become an ascended master? Can I become an ascended master? Yeah, eventually, yes. Emily. Oh, <laughs> the, the idea that there are some ascended masters that have never incarnated and they have special roles, but most of the others have lived through many, many lifetimes. And for instance, Kuan Yin, who's um, Oriental Goddess of Mercy and Compassion, lots mm. of people really have a, I have a wonderful connection with Kuan Yin, which mm. I've had for more than 25 years. And she had lifetimes in China. And um, the idea is that you, through series of lifetime after lifetime, you evolve or ascend. That's the idea okay. that you're ascending. And at a point when she'd reached a certain level of ascension, got rid of her karma, worked through things, she could then no longer need to come back to another incarnation to work out uh, more issues, look at things. She could go back to the source. She could no longer be on this cycle of coming back, go back to the source. But she then chose not to, and she stayed around to help us. Right. And that term for somebody who chooses that is a bodhisattva. Mm-hmm. And so she's a bodhisattva and she's around. And these are energies. Um, they're not to be worshipped. They're more like big brothers and sisters who've gone us. before us. Mm-hmm. And you can call upon them and ask mm-hmm. them to come. Now, um, uh, people um, sometimes think of them as discarnate. So they're on a different level. And other people think of them as being in physical form because um, in the history of Ascended Masters, there was a shift where people said, uh, with Madame Blavatsky, she went to India and she met masters. She called them the Mahatmas. And one of her devotees is uh, was a man called A.P. Sinnott. And he started writing letters to the masters, asking them questions. He was very keen to see what they looked like and see them appear before him. And then these letters started to appear in her room or his room, just out of thin air, these letters just appeared. And um, people, unfortunately, nobody collected the questions, but they collected the answers. And those answers are in two volumes called the Mahatma Letters in the, in the British Library. Oh, and that. I was told, again, like this um, Fontanelle, yes. I was told as well that they've analysed the paper and the ink, and they've said they don't know what it is, but it's not ink. They can see oh. it looks like writing, yes. but they're in uh, the British Library. Wow. And so the, the Theosophical Society that Madame Blavatsky founded... It's still, it was, still going. And still, still going. Still ...was based on they are come to you in physical form. They live in Tibet, mm. etc. In, in like a community. And one of our friends, her uncle, uh, used to run the Theos- Theosophical Society in uh, Luxembourg, and he passed. And my friend was telling us um, that... Um, his widow was in the house and there was a knock at the door and she opened it and she saw these two tall, really tall masters. She knew they were masters. Wow. And they came in to thank her for, you know, her and her husband's life work. And she said, well, can I get you anything? And they said, they said, oh, we'd like this specific tea. And she said, oh, I'm ever so sorry. We don't have that tea. And he, 
this one master said, yes, you do. It's in that cupboard up there. And when she opened the cupboard, the tea was there. It's really exciting. I know Madame Lebinsky. Blavatsky. Blavatsky. They're going to try to make me say that. I'm not going to try. But I know that she was a huge spiritualist as well. Oh, yes, she was. Medium, yes. And she very was a medium, powerful. very, very Absolutely. well known. They did try to you, though. It's like yes. with all mediums, you have the people who are the devotees, like um, Mr. Sinnott, and you have the people who say they're, uh, they're clairvoyant, uh, they're sort of, uh, what's the word? Fraudulent. 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 Yes, um, that's right. And uh, people try to debunk the Mahatma letters as well. Yeah, but she wrote right. many books. Mainly about just the theories of, like her cosmology, her belief system that mm. that the energies and the system that underpins existence. Really, so after after she passed, the uh, Annie Besant and Todd Ledbetter took over and developed it. They were still in physical form. Now, we don't have to bore with the whole history, no. but it uh, slowly the concept came that they were called ascended masters so they're in spirit. Right. But they again they they were drawn on a whole spectrum of different. Uh, spiritual belief system cult, across cultural. Yes. So you got Kuan Yin, you got Saint Germain, Archangel Michael, who's like a, a like an intersection between the angelic realms and the um, human uh, people who've been actually in uh, physical? physical physical form. form. Yeah. So. so um, so therefore, I mean, I, I take it you both run classes in this. and work. Yes, we do. Yes, we yes. do. Fabulous. And because the, <laughs> the, the essence of Chakra Ascension yeah. is that there is a symbol for every chakra. And okay. that symbol, if you will, is like a key. And that key we use to open the chakra. And then a different ascended master comes in to work on your uh, chakra. Okay. Oh, okay. To balance your energy. So always in our system, Archangel Michael will work on your throat, Kuan Yin on your third eye. And it's their energy that they were using to balance your chakra system. Ah. Yeah. So good. when you train, you learn about about the in depth about the chakra system, the different colours, how they're linked to the the uh, adrenal system and the nerve plexuses, and also about the history of the ascending master movement and how individual masters, what their role is within our system. Because you've also created a set of cards, haven't you? Yes. Is that to kind of help with people with, with the Yeah, chakras? absolutely. What happened was that um, when we first started, because we took about 25 years before we started to teach it, because initially we thought, are we going mad? Are we insane? Are, then we, we, are, we, are we, then, we are not, may I say. <laughs> then we thought, oh, no, we, this does have energy. Then, of course, you ask yourself a question, is this energy just for us, for our use? Does it have any wider application? Mm. And then we found that it did. So in 2015, we decided that we would start teaching it. Um, and uh, at that time, we'd got various images of different masters because of loads traditional of ones, traditional yeah. images from the internet or different artists and i said to uh, alan well if we're going to do this i need we need to create we our own together and i hadn't drawn images. since school and i just literally started to draw and Gosh. painted the masters and so then the idea came because um when we when we first 
had the connection with uh, chakras, I started picking, uh, and the, the Ascending Masters, I started picking up the tarot cards and started reading them. Mm. And I knew that cards and oracle decks can be really helpful. So I said to Alan, perhaps now that we've got them, we should put them together into an oracle. So that we, I started doing that, and then Alan channeled the book. And basically, Within two weeks, I mean, I mean like wow. I said, I've never been particularly psychic, but... I was like a man possessed. <laughs> I was typing away, and this book was produced. Wow! Yes, it was going to guide you in your life. And the <laughs> the idea is that you can use the you I use the cards to give general readings. Yeah. But you can also shuffle the cards, choose one, and you might choose a master that is telling you. So, for instance, if you shuffle the card and pulled out Kuan Yin, I might then determine, oh, it's actually telling you you should concentrate on your third eye, for instance. The book is quite nice because it's got different reading, different, it's got a general reading and then it's got um, something about what's it telling you about relationships, what's it telling you about your health, what's it telling you about money and spirituality as oh, well. And so they're, it's, they're quite interesting that's from that really, point of view. Nice. And, and now lately, because we do these body, mind and spirit exhibitions. I've done a thing where we, Alan will always do a meditation to balance the chakras. And then at the end, if there's time, I go out into the audience, get them to shuffle the cards and they'll pick one. And then oftentimes, been very accurate, some very good. information will come through. I remember once in Chester in November, uh, I was shuffling the cards and this lady chose one. Um, and she chose the, the Earth Star one. Uh, and I said, oh, they're telling me that you've done something, you've changed your diet, haven't you, recently? And they're saying it's been a bit hit and miss and you're wondering whether you should stay on it. But they're saying it's going to give you a lot of help. And she said, yes, I've become a vegan. Ooh. Oh, so I really like That's liked. really, really cool. And also, so you run your classes. Obviously, you were talking about the mind body spirit yeah. events and holistic fairs mostly i take it in the shropshire welsh and cheshire, and cheshire yeah. and we've got, students, we've got yeah. students all over and um and we're in leeds and, and all our students are level four just um uh taught uh was it 30 she's taught 30 33 people, people online so, yes. and then and people in uh san francisco people in canada you know, some in Portugal and one lady in Ireland, you know, really starting to get bigger and bigger. So That's we're good. really excited. But we actually think about it in the way, you know, there's that phrase where you say um, you can give a person a fish, but if you teach them how to fish, yes, they can, you know, feed themselves for life. Yes, and we feel this about people love to have treatments and you know it's good to have a treatment but to really permanently balance yourself all the time you should acquire the skills whether it's through reiki whether it's through other self treatments acquire the skills to to actually do it yourself and that's why i think chakra ascension is good from that point of view mm -hmm. i also think that Crystals are fabulous for your chakras. And we work so, with those as well, don't yes, we? Use them yes. to empower the crystals. The, the danger with the colours, because we all love the rainbow, yes, and we all love the colours. Mm. Sometimes it becomes trivial as oh, I chose that crystal pretty. because it was so pretty. 
you actually have to choose the crystals that align and are going to empower those chakras so that it makes a big difference. Yes, yeah. You know, because if your um, chakra system, say if your root chakra is permanently out of balance, and a lot of people who were born prematurely will say they never feel as if they're fully grounded, mm. that can put you off kilter for the whole of your life. Mm. So ground your base chakra. Mm. And the easiest okay. way of doing that is get obsidian, yep. black tourmaline, and that will ground you. What's the yes. other one? Hematite yeah, as well. Quartz is very good, isn't it? Yes. And, and you really working with the system and the chakras, you definitely, even if you're not naturally clairvoyant or uh, pick up information, you start to pick up information from mm, the yes. chakras. Mm. And it becomes, uh, well, it, it's really eye-opening and opens you up spiritually and psychically. Because yeah. I, I say I, wasn't, I didn't have it. Well, you weren't when you were younger, were you? You didn't no. have it naturally. No. And it recently evolved by working with these energies. It just opens you up and you, it uh-huh. helps you develop your psychic ability. So if somebody's interested in a class, whether it's on Zoom, whether it's in Shropshire or any other part of the country how do they contact you well we've got our contact details which I'm assuming you're going to put oh, on we will do uh, yeah, we've we? also got we we're very <laughs> excited we've also got a training platform that people can self-teach themselves and they, yeah, they nice. do have to have the activation so they yes. have to at some well, that's point, a book in. Yes. there's yeah. a payment for that uh, there are practitioners all, up and down the country now um uh, and so if people are interested, just contact us and, you know, explore But we're it. personally based at Mystique, which is such a lovely centre, and it's a great place to uh, Thank you. To teach. It's, it's lovely been, to no, have you. It's been great. It's just a, it's a yes. lovely, you know. And there, there aren't that many, actually, especially um, in Shrewsbury. A lot of them are closed down. And But it's great that this centre's there. There's a little oasis of peace of spirituality <laughs> I love in a dark <laughs> world. <laughs> I, I wanted to share with you, we were at a... Um, a, a, a body, mind, and spirit thing at uh, I think it's called Metro City in Manchester. It was huge. It was a yoga and vegan show, and then there was mainly a... yoga and vegan. Can I say <laughs> with a soul? <laughs> and it wasn't. And but we anyway, stuck in this corridor and, and they, nothing going on. <laughs> we were in a corridor which was the holistic therapy corridor, and because all these just people, blowing along the corridor, all, all these tumbleweed because they were. Um, obsessed with their physical well-being, they weren't so interested. So one lady came to me and she said, oh, she said, what are you doing? And I explained, she said, oh, well, do you know, I do yoga and I'm a vegan, so I don't think I need healing. Oh, right. So I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, do you drive a car? And she said, yes, I do. I said, so tell me, do you have it serviced regularly or do you just drive it into the ground? And she went, oh. I said, because you don't have it serviced because you think something's going to go wrong. You have it serviced to stop things going wrong. I said, we all, on this third dimensional incarnation, we all encounter grief, disappointment, trauma. If we don't deal with it, eventually that may manifest manifest as a physical illness. That's not to say the physical illness is psychosomatic. No. It's actually real. But you have to go and deal with these things constantly. So bring your chakras into balance. Mm. And it's not, I think sometimes we're obsessed with the quantity of our incarnation. Mm. But it's actually about the quality Quality, as well. It should always be about the quality, not Mm. rather than the quantity. And I think also when we think of 
the chakras they've now kind of expanded into you can have reflexology with your chakras yes. you can have aromatherapy we were talking mm. about this yes. earlier weren't you and, and it's kind of crossed over mm. in so many different modalities if mm. you yes. like as well so well, what i do want to say to people there's no quick fix to your life you no, could, you're no, not going to have one course and all of a sudden you're ascended master you know you everything's perfect it's an ongoing process of, of looking at yourself examining your behavior seeing how you can move forward in love and care and, and sometimes it's one step forward mm-hmm. you have a setback and you go back again so it's it, it, you have to keep on trying and not give up or not be disappointed because we all go through these setbacks yes. we feel the world can be a hostile horrible place mm-hmm. but you have to hold on i think the center of everything is love it's such a cliche we try and make that the center and realize sometimes you're in a place where you don't feel like that, yeah, but you have to keep bringing and use whatever tools you've got. Because we've been teaching Reiki for many, many years, and we keep bumping into people they don't use it anymore. So why no. not? Well, I don't feel in a good place, so I don't have to slap them. <laughs> but I feel like saying, "Well, that's the whole point of the Reiki. <laughs> if I did slap them, it would be love and light. <laughs> but use it, and it will bring you back into balance. So you know, use these tools." Whatever you take on board, whichever system you're drawn to, use it and it will always help enhance your life, your quality of life, and you'll feel more centred and loving. And this actually is the quandary, I think, of the solar plexus, because the solar plexus is the engine that drives us. Mm. However, it can also be this phrase, internal saboteur as well, Yes. because sometimes people... And I would apply to a lot of us, all of us. Sometimes people really don't want to be well. And Mm. so you get tools. And if you push those tools for as long as you could, then you would eventually break through. But sometimes people want an excuse it's always, I always think it's fascinating when you have a healing crisis. So for instance, you've been treating somebody, whether it's Reiki, Chakra Ascension, they're saying, oh, that's fabulous. Oh, last week was wonderful. I felt so much better, so much better. And it keeps going and going. And then eventually they come and they say, I don't know what's happened this week, but it's worse than ever. Yes. And instead of thinking, oh, it's not working, you think, aha, mm. we're at the healing crisis. Yes. That we're at the point where if they pushed it and had more treatments, it would go eventually. But what sometimes happens then is people fear the vacuum that if you've had mobility issues or if you've had confidence issues and you've actually used that as the way that you navigate through life, if you then stop and suddenly think, well, what's life going to be like Mm -hmm. if I don't feel Mm -hmm. fearful? You you subconsciously pull it back. back. Absolutely. You create a void and you think, oh, I'm missing. Yeah. And some people like the drama. They say they yeah. don't, but they're like, they're almost like the turmoil. And you take that away and then suddenly, who am I? Yes. And yes. you feel and lost. It, and you find them. Absolutely. Yes. They, they, we, would talk it, we talked about this at university for the degree and we said people, there are some people who love the label. And mm. one of the questions we would often ask, and I still sometimes do ask my clients, I go, okay, you've had this for a long time. What, what do you feel like it was going to be like if you don't have it? And they mm. kind of go, you can see the rabbit in headlights moment. Like, yes. you can't, no, no, can't. And yet I've known people who've gone through that mm. and experienced it. And only when they've reflected back, actually, I haven't had pain for three weeks. That's mm, been yeah. marvellous. Mm, yeah. uh, I, uh, and then they go into that whole 
fear mode and it comes back again. So, yeah, so but I just wanted to sh share with you a couple of things <laughs> because <laughs> AP Sinnott said he wanted to see the masters and in his questions, he, he'd say, how do we see you? And the masters say, we don't come to you. You have to come to us. So one of the first things that has to happen is that you have to accept that we are in a world where there should be universal sisterhood and brotherhood. That's the first step. Then you are on the road to actually working with them and seeing them. And I actually know that two years ago, I read, because I don't often do readings, but I read for somebody at the Barbanel Centre in Stafford. And I thought, oh, this person's a master. I recognised that this person that I was reading for was a master. Mm. And I never have known anything since that. But recently I meditated on it. And I think it was Kuan Yin told me, yes, that was El Moira that you mm. gave. Right. It was oh, yes. another. Yes. It's not a, a El Moira's an ascending master, not one that we actually work with in Chakra Ascension, but there are lots of other yes. ascending right. masters as well. I was, I was right. going to say there must be thousands. Yes. Yes. And the spiritual yes. journey can seem like a bit of a, a slog sometimes to try and find the joy. I mean, yes. we're pretty joyous all the time. We are, yes. 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 And some, are. some religious... Yeah. As long as there's chocolate. Um, <laughs> some religious um, systems are quite... I know they pontificate and it's all, it's got to be serious. And, and they, they lose that joy and it should be that. You should wake up every morning and feel full of, connected to the source and feel uplifted. And, and that's what we're all trying to aim for. And that's what it's all about. And not be too sanctimonious or heavy about the whole thing. Yes. Yes. And be nice to people. Happiness oh, goes a long way. Yes, it certainly it? does. Yes. That's us. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating. Oh, that's yeah, us. I think, I think <laughs> we could have spoke for another two hours. Yes, yes. I don't think we couldn't. They <laughs> <laughs> could, <laughs> Alan could, believe me. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, so we, thank we'd you. like to thank Emily and Jane for yeah. this <laughs> opportunity to share <laughs> with the world <laughs> our thoughts. No, 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 no. Thank you both. No, 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 <laughs> it's been really, really fascinating. Oh, it's been great, yeah. No, no, it's been Thank really you so much. much. No, you're more than welcome. It's been a pleasure. And I've quite, I've learned so much oh, yes. about the ascend, ascended ascension came from the Christianity when Christ rose again. He um, he uh, connected to his disciples. Then they it was said he actually rose into the air and he went back to God. So that is the ascension. Sorry, I think the conflict there you have is because the. Therapy that Alan and Robert offer is chakra ascension. Yes. Chakra ascension, yeah. Yes, that's uh, uh, that's yeah. Uh, so ascended masters chakra ascension. Yes, yes that's where I get confused.com, yes. which doesn't take much. But never at again, all. Emily. No. That would never. And never because, be there because, to we, you. because we work with a subset of, we work with fourteen masters at the moment. Uh, we we sometimes term them the chakra ascension masters because yes. they're the ones that we're working with specific to this mm. system. Yes. Yeah, you know. That's so. good. Well, it's been That's great. Good. So, so good. thank you both. Thank you. We'll thank probably you. see you around in the oh, summer. I think so. <laughs> and do remember, if you've got any questions or comments, please do send us an email, which you can do. The details are there on our little site, which is thespiritguiders.aol.co.uk. 
No. Dot, dot com. com. Dot com. com. Don't do the. Uh, yeah. Don't do that. No, it's a dot com. It's a dot it com. Is dot com. So please, uh, we'd love to actually hear from you and find out what you're thinking. If there's any questions, any th- topics that you want us to go through, these two will probably say yes. We've got a whole list for you. We want you <laughs> to talk about this. Um, but no, it's been a pleasure having Robert and Alan yeah. here today. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you. And talk to you soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 We hope that you have found it fascinating, maybe even answering some of your questions. Both Jane and myself would love to hear from you, so why not drop us a line? Our email address is thespiritguiders at aol.com. And until next time, let your health be your wealth. This is a 1386 audio production. 